Nats Chat is brought to you by Walters. Walters is the best sports bar in Navy Yard, located just across the street from Nationals Park. Also a great place to check out if you're headed to Audi Field. Walters would love to host your next event. Go to waltersdc.com and click on private events to get in touch with us. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Line to 2-0. Swing and a blast to left field. Call going back to the warning track at the wall, and it's gone. Home run into the Angels' bullpen for Logan Ohapi. The fourth of the year for the rookie catcher. And the Angels lead it 2 to nothing. First baseman's behind the runner. The kick and the pitch. Swing and a bouncer over the mound. It's fielded by the shortstop, Rochella, near the bag. Steps on second, and the game is over. The fireworks blast off from the rock pile in left center field as the Angels even this series at a victory apiece. Shoei Otani blanks the Nationals on one hit over seven. Josiah Gray gives up a couple, and that was plenty for the Angels tonight. And welcome to Nats Chat for Wednesday, April 12, 2023, along with MassInSports.com Nationals insider Mark Zuckerman, who is at Angel Stadium in Anaheim, California. I'm Al Galdi, host of the Al Galdi podcast. Well, Tuesday was April 11th. It marked one year to the day of us learning that the learners had begun exploring selling the Nats. Uh, Here we are one year later, and the learners still own the Nats, and it doesn't appear as if that'll be changing anytime soon. In the meantime, uh, the Nats have a season to play, and they late night on Tuesday night got victimized by maybe the single best baseball player on the planet, the great Shohei Otani, the best starting pitcher hitter combo in the majors since the greatest player of them all, Babe Ruth. A 2 nothing loss at the Los Angeles Angels in game two of a three game series. The Nats fell to four and eight. The Nats had one hit the entire game. CJ Abrams, top of the fourth, a two out first pitch double to right field. That was it. That was the Nats' only hit the entire game. Uh, The Nats did work six walks, but uh, as with the sale of the team, there was not a lot happening with the Nationals' offense on Tuesday night, Mark. No, and, you know, I can understand the frustration that people may have from that because certainly it's not the first time they've struggled offensively. And yet, at the end of the night, I look at this and say, I think they did an admirable job against Shohei Otani. They were patient. They drew walks. They gave themselves some opportunities. They hit a few balls hard. They just didn't hit them in the right spot. And I think we have to acknowledge that when you're going up against the very best like this, and Otani is the very best right now, 
you tip your cap to them. And, you know, not to say they couldn't have won this game, but it was there for the taking. They just went up against, as you said, the best baseball player on the planet. I don't think there's any question because of what he does and how unique he is. They got their first real glimpse at him in person and I thought they did okay. They didn't score, obviously, but I thought under the circumstances, they did all right. He was just that good. He really is amazing. I mean, it is something that he is doing something that we have not seen since Babe Ruth. Like, we've kind of become used to saying that, but I don't think we should ever not just be in awe of that. Like, that is incredible. And, you know, what's interesting with Otani is that early in his major league career, he had a hard time staying healthy and the sort of prevailing opinion became, well, he's got to pick one and go with it. He can't pitch and hit. He's got to pick one and just do that because this trying to do both, it's just not going to work. His body's not going to hold up. Well, you know, here we are. These last few years, he has been sensational. And his ERA now for this regular season, 0.47. And, you know, you just go into a game now against him kind of knowing it's going to be a long night. This reminded me of those Sandy Alcantara games for the Nats last season where you just feel helpless. And, you know, if you do anything, it almost feels like an accomplishment. Like he really is a special player. And uh, we all saw that on Tuesday night. Right. So I asked Josiah Gray about this because he actually was both a pitcher and a position player not that long ago when he was in college. And he said he can't help but admire it himself. And he has all these questions in his mind, like, how does he have time to hit? How does he have time to pitch? How does he have time to work on all these things? What does he do in between innings? Josiah was in awe of it. I think any professional athlete would have to be. This is just unprecedented what this guy does. It would be one thing if he was just an average major league pitcher and hitter. That would be remarkable in itself. But he's not. He's a really good pitcher and a really good hitter. And it is astounding. And like you said, the fact that his body is held up, he has figured out how to do this, the formula to keep himself available to do this. It's truly uh, amazing. And I agree. I don't think we should take this for granted. This is, I remember at the time also people saying, well, this is going to be the start of a new wave of two-way players. Well, no, there aren't any others. This is the guy. He is a unicorn. He is the one and only, and it is a treat to get to see him do it. So the final line for Otani on Tuesday night, seven scoreless innings with six strikeouts. He did issue five walks. The Nats did work their walks. They finished with six for the game. Like I said, the lone hit of the game, that C.J. Abrams double in the top of the fourth. But otherwise, that was it. I mean, I don't know how much there really is to say about the Nationals offense. Capert Ruiz did work a couple of walks. But, you know, this Nats offense, which was really bad over the team's first seven games, then was a lot better these previous four games. I don't really put a lot of stock into this game as meaning like, okay, now the offense is back to being ice cold. Like, again, the matchup on Tuesday night was tough. I did want to reference this, though, and, and I saw you tweet about him. Capert Ruiz. So, you know, we have seen various nationals at various points here, especially recently, hit and do things. You know, Victor Robles comes to mind. Dominic Smith comes to mind. Joey Manessis, Lane Thomas, etc. We're not seeing a lot from Capert Ruiz offensively right now. Now, he did have the two walks on Tuesday night. Early in the season, he had some decent games offensively. But what's kind of standing out to you with Capert right now as a batter? Well, after that first inning at bat, and it wasn't necessarily the same the rest of the way, but after that first inning at bat, I tweeted because I've really noticed it this week on the road trip. He swings at the first pitch almost all the time, and he frequently is making outs on the first pitch. Now, he hit that ball hard, and I, there were people getting upset at me for getting making a big deal out of this and saying, oh, I guess he shouldn't hit the ball hard. 
yeah, I wasn't just talking about that particular at bat. I'm talking about overall, he does get swing happy. He sometimes goes after a pitch just because he knows he can make contact. If you're going to swing at the first pitch, there's nothing wrong with that, but make it a good one to put good contact on. Now, that one, like I said, was a hard ground ball, but he does hit a lot of ground balls. There has been a lot of weak contact so far this season from him. Now, the rest of the night, amazingly enough, he drew the two walks. He had a strikeout, so that was a longer at bat. So he was a little more patient after that. But I would like to see him, and I know the Nationals would like to see Cabert Ruiz be just a little more selective. He has great bat-to-ball skills, but just because you have that doesn't mean you have to put the bat on the ball anytime the pitch is in the zone or even just off the plate, especially early in account. Find your pitch keyhole the place you know you can make great contact on and go for it there. Otherwise, it's okay to let a pitch go, try to work the count a little bit. I also wanted to reference this with the Nationals offense. So once again, Alex Cole was the Nats' number one batter in this game. He went 0 for 3 with a walk, but he in the top of the first drew a leadoff walk despite having been down to the count at one point, one, two. Alex Cole is doing this on the regular, getting on base in the first innings of games. He now has Four walks in five games as the Nats' number one batter this season. Four first inning walks in five games as the Nats' number one batter this season. That's something. I mean, I don't know what this means. I don't know how sustainable this is for Alex Call, but geez, he is getting on base at a high clip. His on base percentage for this season now is at 400. Yeah, I think he has nine walks overall, which is among the league leaders. And that's a guy who wasn't playing every day, at least from the outset. He understands who he is, what he can be. And if you're going to be at the top of the lineup and you got that first at bat of a game, we hear the best leadoff hitters talk about it all the time. Get up there and make the guy work. Let everyone else in the dugout see what he has. Even if you don't reach base, it gives the other guys a sense of what that pitcher has on a given night, what he's going to, what he's staying away from. In the best case scenario, you work the count and then you do reach base and ultimately score. He's done a good job of that. And you know, for now, I think you stick with him as your leadoff hitter. I know Lane Thomas was the opening day guy and and Lane's done fine this year. He hasn't been bad at all. But I think what Alex Call is doing, showing that ability to be patient, showing an ability to call time and not let the pitch clock dictate things. He's doing that a lot as well. I like the way he's approaching this. And I think until he's not successful at it, you stick with it. Hey guys, it's Al Galdi for Window Nation. Everyone loves a smart investment, especially right now, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. If your home is 20 years old or older, Window Nation has the perfect offer for you. Get 0% financing for five years. This is unheard of, zero interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two free windows for every two windows that you buy. Protect and increase the value of your home today. Get this special deal. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com and tell Window Nation that Al Galdi sent you. You can save up to 30% on your energy bills. You can increase the value of your home by up to $12,000 and you can pay zero interest for five years and get two free windows for every two windows that you buy. And this goes for any style of window from Window Nation. There is no limit. Save thousands of dollars on your new windows and then save thousands of dollars on your energy bills, all while upgrading the look and feel of your home. 
Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. That's 866-90NATION or windownation.com. And tell Window Nation that you want the deal that you heard about from Al Galdi on the Nats Chat Podcast. Again, zero interest for five years plus two free windows for every two windows that you buy. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. That's 866-90NATION or windownation.com. And tell Window Nation that Al Galdi sent you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Abram shaded up the middle. That's hoping to get a double play here. 2-2 delivery from Gray. Is strike three called? Change up over the outside corner at 90 miles an hour. They had busted Otani up and in. So Josiah Gray was the national starting pitcher on Tuesday night. No, he was not at the level of Shohei Otani, but for a second consecutive start, he did a pretty good job. The final line, two runs in five and two-thirds innings. Only gave up four hits. Uh, One of the hits was a homer, but it was a solo homer. The other three hits were singles. He did have some control issues. He issued two walks and two hit pod pitches. He, over his five and two-thirds innings, threw 103 pitches, just 55 strikes versus 38 balls. You look at the innings at which Gray gave up runs here. Bottom of the fourth, a run on back-to-back hit by pitches of Taylor Ward and Mike Trout. That obviously was not good. Then he gave up. Gray did an opposite field single by Shohei Otani to left field to load the bases. And then came an RBI sack fly by our old friend, Anthony Rendon. And Gray, during the Rendon plate appearance, threw a pitch that went to the backstop. Now, luckily, Ricochet 
right back to Cape Bert Ruiz. Didn't go down as a wild pitch, but I mean, that could have been disastrous. So clearly some control issues for Gray in that fourth inning. And then bottom of the six, he gave up a run on a leadoff homer by Logan Ohapi on a bomb to left field, 414 feet per stat cast. Then Gray gave up an infield single to Taylor Ward on a grounder that, you know, was not easy, but was not fielded well by the third baseman, Jamer Candelario, kind of booted it. And then Gray issued back-to-back two-out walks of Anthony Rendon at Hunter Renfro and Davey pulled Gray from the game. So certainly some control problems in the game at times. But, you know, the overall run prevention was pretty good. And I guess the first impression can kind of shape your future impressions off what we saw in his first outing of this regular season. April 1st, the 7-1 loss to the Atlanta Braves at Nationals Park, five runs in five innings, giving up three homers. He's been appreciably better since then. And so, I don't know, maybe I'm letting that skew my interpretation of things, but what we saw late night on Tuesday night from Gray, I thought was overall pretty good. Yeah, I agree. He was wild at times. If you look at his strike zone plot, there are a number of not just misses, but really bad misses with all of his pitches. And yet, there's still a lot of strikes and still a lot of very well-executed pitches. And what he did in this one that maybe we didn't always see from him last year is that as things maybe started to teeter on the brink of disaster, he buckled up and he got out of it. That bases loaded jam in the fourth. He gets Rendon to hit the sack fly and then gets a double play at a Hunter Renfro. So an inning that could have really gone sideways on him instead is just the one run. So that was good. The thing that he did in this start that I really liked is he used his full arsenal in a way probably more so than we've seen in any of his starts. He officially threw six different types of pitches and he threw his four-seam fastball, the fewest of all the regular ones, 12. He threw 12 sinkers as well, 20 cutters, which we see him now growing in confidence with that new pitch, 26 curveballs and 32 sliders. So he's able to mix it up and not just rely on one pitch. He was getting out with a bunch of different pitches, including my favorite pitch of the night from him, a changeup to Shohei Otani that was perfectly placed on the lower outside corner. I didn't realize this until Josiah mentioned it after the game in his interview. The changeup to Otani, that's the first changeup I threw all year. So if I can throw them more all like that, that'd be awesome. I mean, if you can locate it like that to that kind of hitter, you probably want to throw that one a few more times. Hopefully he gains some confidence from that because I think we can agree that what we've seen of him over the last two seasons, he's at his best when he has a full arsenal and doesn't have to just rely on one or two things. And especially when he doesn't have to rely too much on the four seam fastball. He threw the kitchen sink at them in this game and had success. I think that's a great lesson for him. It worked. I mean, I always kind of wonder of like, is there such a thing as too much variety and like too much versatility? You know, like when you're throwing, you know, four, five, six different pitches in a game, like, is that ideal? But, you know, everyone's different. And maybe for this particular lineup, that's what sort of fit the game plan best. And so you do that. You know, every approach doesn't have to be the same. He does still kind of come off as a guy who's trying to find himself in terms of like, what is he as a pitcher? What does he want to throw? But clearly, the results these last two games have been better. I mean, it was alarming what we saw in that first game. And I know it's the Braves. I get that. But I mean, it was like all offseason, got to get the home runs down, goes out there, two batters in, two home runs, give it up, five runs in five innings. You're like, oh boy. Well, it's been a lot better these last two games. And so if you end up looking at that first game as kind of like, all right, an unfortunate beginning to the season, but you know, not necessarily like instructive on the season that he's going to have, then I think we can all live with that. So it was good to see him do as he did. You know, the Angels, 
I don't know what to make of them as a team. You know, it's it's always hard to have faith in them. They are perennial underachievers. But I do think that the lineup is legit. This is not an easy lineup to navigate. I mean, this guy, Ohapi, as a number nine batter, a lot of people think he's going to be really good. So, you know, you do two runs in five and two thirds. That's a pretty good job. And then with the Nats bullpen in this game, it was kind of funny because it didn't always feel like the pen was doing great, especially with Anthony Bonda pitching. But the pen ended up doing well for a second consecutive game. Two Nats relievers combined for two and a third scoreless innings with four strikeouts. Thaddeus Ward, one and two thirds scoreless innings with a couple of strikeouts, came into the game, bottom of the sixth, bases loaded, two outs, Nats down two nothing. Here's the pitch. Strike three called. Backdoor slider. Caught him looking. For a second time in as many games in this series, a Nats reliever comes into a game at a tight spot and gets a big strikeout. Hunter Harvey on Mike Trout on Monday night. Thaddeus Ward of Luis Renjifo on Tuesday night. And then Anthony Bonda, remember coming off that disastrous outing in Colorado, he ended up in what was a scoreless bottom of the eighth for the Angels, uh, throwing two-thirds of a scoreless inning. He issued two walks. He threw a wild pitch. He only threw 13 strikes out of 25 pitches, but he also had two strikeouts. So it wasn't pretty, but Bonda was able to escape without giving up a run. And the bullpen for a second consecutive game did its job. And one of those strikeouts for Bonda was of Shohei Otani. So he figured it out. It's not always the prettiest thing to watch him pitch, um, but he does have good stuff. You can see if he can locate it, he can be effective. But when he doesn't locate, it gets ugly. I thought Thad Ward's first batter in. I mean, you talk about throwing a rule five pick in, I believe, his third career appearance into the fire. Bases loaded in a close game still. I know they're trying to find low leverage spots for him. That hasn't happened. Every game on this trip has been compelling, close, tight game. So there has not really been an opportunity for him. They got to a point where he kind of had to pitch in this game. And so you throw him into the fire like that. And for him to come out of that with a big strikeout, you could see how fired up he was walking off the mound and then come right back at the next inning, a one, two, three inning. And I know he gave up a hit in the eighth, but you know, overall, I think that was a, a nice appearance for him and got to be a confidence boost for a guy who we know opportunities are going to be limited this year, certainly opportunities in leverage spots. So that was good for him to get that. And uh, listen, the Nationals pitching staff gave up two runs on five hits in this game. We can't fault them for anything. They absolutely gave their team a chance. It just was not to be with this lineup on this night against that particular starting pitcher. Hey, Nat Chat listeners, Tim Shovers here, producer of the podcast, to tell you about game time. Do you struggle sometimes to find tickets to your favorite events? Buying tickets to these shouldn't be stressful. That's why you should look into the game time app. It's even harder these days with the lack of paper tickets available on the street. If you're looking for tickets to Nats, DC United, or even the Drake concert this summer, Game Time offers the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code NATSCHAT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account at GameTime.co and redeem code NATSCHAT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. 
We did have some Nats news during the day on Tuesday. The Nats did put infielder, outfielder, Ildemoro Vargas on the 10-day injured list, a retroactive to April 10th with a left shoulder strain. He suffered that in the 7-6 loss at the Rockies on Sunday. The corresponding roster move uh, was the Nats calling up infielder Jeter Downs. Uh, he was recalled from AAA Rochester. Uh, still no Luis Garcia for the Nats. Now, it was said that he was available to pinch hit, but he did not play in this game. He still has not played in a game uh, since leaving that 10-5 win at the Rockies last Friday night due to a hamstring issue. But we are getting close with Luis. He was. I don't know if I showed on the broadcast. He was in the on-deck circle at the end of the game. He would have pinch hit for Michael Chavis. So yes, he was available. I watched him pregame. He went through all the drills, everything. So I think they are pretty confident. I'd be surprised now if he's not in the lineup on Wednesday for the series finale. I think they were just being a little careful one more time, especially on a cool night. You don't want the hamstring to go bad on you. But I mean, let's talk about this. The last couple of days, you're without your top two second baseman. And they reached a point where they realized we can't proceed like this. They needed to have some kind of backup in case anybody else went down, particularly somebody who could play shortstop if anything happened to CJ Abrams. So that's why they made the move. Vargas is going to be out for a little while. He jammed that shoulder pretty good. They didn't use the exact word. The way he described it, I think he dislocated it and then he popped it back in on that diving play. And it's still obviously very sore from that. It'll take a little while for it to heal. So I think that's why they made the move. Jeter Downs was not off to a good start at AAA, two for 17. He is a one-time, big-time prospect of the Dodgers and the Red Sox, who has just not been able to realize his potential, not even just in the big leagues, but at the AAA level. The Nats decided, hey, let's take a flyer on him. Was there all spring. They said, we don't really want him to be a backup. We want him to play every day at AAA. That would have been their preference. They're just at a point where they needed a healthy infielder on the roster. And so he got the call and we'll see how long uh, he stays up here. But I think based on the evidence that we should see Luis Garcia in the lineup on Wednesday, which is a good thing because they do need him in there. Yeah. I mean, a guy like that, you know, with an offense that you're still not sure what to make of it. And I think, you know, expectations still aren't exactly sky high. Someone like that certainly could help. Uh, as the Nats try to come through with what would be a winning trip out west here. Three and three is the record on this trip. There have been some wild games. Certainly we had those at the Rockies. But you know, you look at the losses on this trip, one nothing at the Rockies, seven six at the Rockies, two nothing at the Angels. I mean, respectable. You know, we're seeing the Nats actually have a pretty good trip here out west and the opportunity to close it out with a win on Wednesday in a game being started by the man who does not lose as a national starting pitcher, Mackenzie Gore. Going to try to make it three for three in terms of pitching well and starts so far uh, in this regular season. It's a 4.07 start time on Wednesday afternoon. That would be nice. You know, the Nats are going to get themselves an off day finally on Thursday. I haven't had one in this month of April. To go into that off day with a win, a win in a game started by Mackenzie Gore, and a win that would cap a four and three trip out west, I think most people would sign up for that. I know I would. Can we call this a big game? Can you say that on April 13th when it's the Nats and the Angels? I don't know, but I kind of feel like it is. I think you're right. I, it would set a very different tone, I think, to go home having had a winning road trip, taking two of three against the Angels on the road, and for Mackenzie Gore to further establish himself as the guy in this rotation. You got two very good starts from Josiah Gray on the trip. You have a chance at two very good starts from Mackenzie Gore and three overall for him. Yeah, I think it's kind of a big one. And just like I was interested to see how 
Josiah would handle the big names in the Angels lineup. I'm very interested to see how Mackenzie Gore handles those guys when he faces them uh, on Wednesday afternoon. And to tie it back to Otani and how they struggled there and just the lineup in general, here's what I think we've figured out through 12 games. Against good starting pitching, they really don't do much. Most of those losses and the offensive games where they just have not done much, they've been against very good pitching. The games where they have had success have been against lesser starting pitching, and that's okay. We've seen that. Well, on Wednesday, the Angels have Griffin Canning making his first big league start in a couple of years. He had injuries. You know, he's being called up for this start, so he didn't even make the team out of spring training. So an opportunity, perhaps, to face a guy who is not Otani, obviously, and maybe get something going again offensively. And if that's what they end up being, a team that struggles against good pitching but has success against lesser pitching, that's all right. You know, at this stage of their development, that's okay. And especially when they're getting good quality starts from their young future stalwarts in this rotation. Yeah. And I mean, there are only so many really good starting pitchers in baseball, especially now. So if you struggle against the A-level guys, but you can make hay against, you know, the non-A-level guys, then, you know, that's not the worst thing in the world. I think the concern was that, you know, they were going to have problems against a lot of different teams. And we'll see. I mean, again, you know, it's still early in the year. You still worry about the lack of power. I don't know how that you don't. But at least what we saw in the previous four games prior to this Otani game, I mean, the team is capable offensively. Like, it's not, you know, infathomable that the team could have a stretch of, you know, two, three, four consecutive good offensive games as ended up being the case. Well, you hit us up on Twitter. Tell us what you think at Nats underscore chat. You can email the podcast, Nats chat podcast at gmail.com, including if you would like to sponsor the Nat Chat Podcast, email Tim Shovers at natschatpodcast at gmail.com. Do not forget about our new website. It is terrific, natschatpodcast.com. You can listen to episodes uh, there. You can uh, find uh, access to how to get Nat's Chat Podcast merchandise, like a t-shirt. Go to natschatpodcast.com. Also, keep in mind, I mean, we do a new episode after every Nationals game day, So, you know, if you're not necessarily looking to listen to 30 minutes of Nats talk after each game day, you know, just like the first 10 minutes of each show, get a quick recap of like the main points from the game. You know, that's certainly a way to approach things as well. Lots of ways to consume what we do. Lots of ways to take in what we do. And we appreciate everyone for listening to the show. All Nationals radio highlights on Nats Chat are courtesy of 106.7 The Fan. Thank you to Tim Newmark for the Nats Chat podcast music. Visit timnewmark.com. For Mark Zuckerman, I'm Al Galdi. We thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on the Nats Chat Podcast. The 0-2 pitch. Howell swings and hits a high drive to right field. Clifford on the run at the wall, looks up, and it is out of here. Brady House goes apo taco, and it's a one-run game. I told you he was going to hit one tonight. Hit double-digit home runs in batting practice. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.